Mm-hmm. I can hear okay. you really well. Okay, good, good, good. <clears throat> All right, it's redirecting. Let's see what this look like. I haven't done Zoom in so long. Mm. This is my first time. Okay. All right. We live. There we go. What's up, family? Those who are joining in right now, I'm going to make sure we good. All right. Yeah, we good. All right. So we can go. Let me pull this up real quick. Okay, cool, cool. I don't want to enlarge that. All right. Okay, cool. Welcome, family. Welcome. Just, oh, let me mute that. Oh, man. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, welcome, family, to another other episode of Candid Conversations. I'm your host, Mark D. I got a special guest here tonight. Um, but before we get into that, before I introduce this young man here with me, um, just like we always do, uh, giving a shout out to Miss Aries Owens. Um, go and get her book, Hear Me Out. Um, well written. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well written. It's in a uh, poem form. Uh, so definitely go and check her out. What's up, Cuzzo? Uh, thank you for joining in tonight. Hopefully you can uh, drop some comments and everything. Um, because we we definitely want to get into this 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 topic, uh, not too too heavy tonight, but definitely go in because we know each uh, individual experience is different. Um, but like I said, Miss Aries Aries Owens, you can follow her here on Facebook. You can follow her on her IG page. She does the quotes of the day. Um, she does uh, she does some quotes from her book. Um, and also giving a shout out to the homie, Gary Crenshaw at the G-Spot Car Wash and Detail Center. Um, so go if you are in Cleveland, down on Hayden, and go visit and support the young, young brother down there. Um, now, this young man that I have on here with me tonight, um, he's family. Um, we've, we met at a um uh, a work work spot and we started having different conversations and everything um so this young brother definitely has a lot to say uh, i've been trying to get him on for a while but obviously the universe picked this time to allow mm -hmm. it to happen so you know always giving praise and honor to the ancestors and the divine source um, for making it do what it do. Uh, now, real quick, quick, introduce yourself. Um, let the family know who you are, what you're about. Um, you have a shirt on, um, <clears throat> so Surf Club. And if mm -hmm. you can give an explanation on how you came to create that. Okay. What's up, everybody? My name is Megadon216. I am a artist, promoter, and I guess just a general creative, really. Um, from Cleveland, Ohio, I hail from the Blenville area. Uh, I created this record label called Surf Club probably about five years ago. This is the shirt that I'm wearing today, um, which I do have those for sale. They're $20 a pop. Uh, Surf Club kind of saved me at a time in my life where I was really lost. Um, I was an artist and I was really, really, really struggling to find venues to perform and the opportunities to perform. And so I kind of created my own in order to give myself the opportunities that other people weren't giving me. And I was moving around a lot and I was always trying to stay busy. I was going through a really, really, really rough patch in my life. And the surf terminology came from the fact that much like surfers do, 
when they're in motion and they're constantly moving on top of the water, I was constantly moving in order to keep my head above water, to keep from that drowning feeling that I felt every day, you know, in my darkest moments. So um, it trickled down from becoming like my plan B to really like one of the most important things in my life right now outside of my family. Uh, it's very, very important to me because much like how it came to be, I like to, what's the best way to say this? I want to be able to pass this along to other folks who I think that might be kind of dealing with what I'm dealing with, other creatives, other people in general who are going through their own dark times. And I'd like to be able to reach out to them and connect with them and give them opportunities that I didn't have that I was struggling to find in my time. So that's how Surf Club 216 came to be. And that's his mission. That's what it, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Now, um, we've had um, we've had a few conversations um, when it comes to spirituality. Mm -hmm. um, what is what is your experience? What is your take um, mm. of spirituality? Uh, well, first and foremost, I would say that I am a Christian. Okay. And what I will say is that I'm not a Christian simply because, you know, much like a lot of people, it's just something that their parents pass along to them. Mm -hmm. You know, they take them to church or they tell them to pray. And then if you pray to God for things that you want, they eventually happen because, you know, he's the divine creator and, you know, so on and so forth. My experience really came from, well, first that and actually falling out of belief with God. Even at one point, I will go so far to say, when people ask me what my experience with spirituality was, I said, well, I'm angry at God right now. Mm. That would be my answer when I said, you know, when they asked me what my religion was. And now I'm a full-blown Christian through the some personal experiences that I've had in my life and what I believe to be him revealing himself to me in times of need and in my darkest, darkest moments. Okay. Um, now for those, those who are unfamiliar, um, with the platform and the way I set things up, um, especially when I have guests on, um, I always, you know, love to hear their perspective. Um, I do not believe, um, I personally don't, uh, speak in absolutes, uh, because I understand that there's an exception to every rule. Mm -hmm. Um, now, however, you know, the guests that I do have on the show, based on their personal experiences, you know, they may speak in absolutes and that is fine. Um, it is my goal to get people on the show um, that have a different thought process, possibly than myself, um, and who have different experiences than myself. Now, with that being said, D, how old are you? 32. 32. Mm -hmm. And a lot of things that we've conversed about um, before getting to your individual spiritual walk. Um, like what, what was your, your mindset during that time? You know, be found, before you found your way back to um, the divine creator, like, can you share it? You know, do you mind sharing like some of your thought process and, you know, maybe some of the, uh, you say times that you may have been at your lowest point, you know, where you questioned, you know, uh, yourself and your beliefs. Yeah. Um, I absolutely would love to share that. Uh, I don't get a lot of times to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> depression, depression really is what started everything for me. Okay. And I didn't know that that's what it was that I was experiencing, um, that and a lot of anxiety. And alongside that, just not feeling well ever for mm -hmm. a long period of time, I started experiencing loss, like loss after loss after loss after loss in my family due to cancer, all of them actually due to cancer. Mm. And I just couldn't for the life of me understand why, you know, you know, at that time, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, 
if there is a creator and he's out there, why would he allow something like that to happen to anybody that he cares about? Uh, just grandfather, cancer, mother, cancer, grandmother, cancer. I lost like three or four aunties to cancer. My father has cancer now. Mm. It was just everywhere. And almost to the point to where it seemed like, okay, I'm already dealing with depression. I was in college at the time. I dealt with a lot of racism up there at Case. I'll tell anybody going to Case right now that's um, that's a person of color. I, I, I know what you're going through. There's a lot of people up there don't look like us. And I know it's hard. So that compounded with loss just seemed like I was getting kicked while I was down. And it didn't really make sense to me, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, why would the creator of all things deem it necessary to put me through all that? I mean, that's just how, you know, of course, you being in that dark hole, that's what you're going to think of it. Like, like this is happening to me. This is being done to me, you know? Not so much as this is something that just happens to some folks. And at that time, I just could not win. I kept losing, kept losing, kept losing. Even went so far as to like disappear on folks for a few days. Nobody knew where I was. I really just didn't want to be here anymore. I didn't. I'd had my, my fill of life. I was like, if this is what life is going to be like, you know, for the rest of my life, I'm good. I really contemplated taking myself out more than a few times. Sad so, to say, but I mean, but it's good, you know that that I'm glad, you know, um, personally, that you know you had the courage to share that um, because someone's out, someone is out there going through the exact same thing that you have already gone through, you know, so maybe to help them um what was your process like to get you to where you are today um well it was a lot of that going on and in one night i don't know if many of our viewers have ever heard of sleep paralysis um i experienced something that i will come to later find out is called like sleep paralysis and night terrors I was already having nightmares on a daily basis for years. I would not have any positive dreams so much so that I did not want to sleep. And on one occasion, I kind of felt myself starting to go to sleep, but not really. And I, my, my body was like paralyzed. I couldn't move and dark shadow figures surrounded my bed. Something in me told me that this was a crossroads and I really had a choice to make because I really teeter-tottered on, do I really want to keep going? Do I not want to keep going? And something made me say, in Jesus' name, help me. And at that time, you know, I identified more with atheists than anything. Like, I didn't believe at that point that there really was an afterlife. And if it was, I was like, it wasn't for me, obviously, because this is torture. Something made me say that. And whatever it was, all those figures, Hello? This young brother. Okay, there we go. All right. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now let's see. Now let's see if I can bring him in. Yeah, there we go. All right. There we go. I just requested for you to join, good brother. There you go. All right. Okay. I'm back. Man, God, I, and I just, I hated that it just, it cut out that way, man, and it just kicked me out the room. And you know that, that's the first time that that has happened. I've mm. done, I've done Zoom calls with uh, the sisters Aries and everything, mm-hmm. you know, and I think one time, I think one time when me and her was co- uh, conversing um, that that happened. Mm. But uh, nonetheless, obviously, Obviously, there is someone um, that is watching and listening or someone uh, uh, down the line that is going to pick up this episode and going to be listening. Obviously, they need to hear um, something that's going to be said tonight. Um, And I just take that as a sign from the universe. So uh, please, good brother, uh, please uh, continue 
um, I know the last thing that you had mentioned um, was that you had seen shadowy dark figures uh, in your room. So please go ahead and continue. Yeah, um, they were surrounding me. I was laying in bed. I couldn't move. And I don't know if it was just a fear reaction. And I know fear because I've been, you know, I'm staring down the barrel of somebody's gun who intended to rob me. And, you know, I, I know what fear is, but I never felt fear like this before. Something in me was like, I was terrified. And that's just what came out. You mm. know, I, I yelled out, you know, in Jesus' name, you know, leave me alone. And I didn't, it's not like everything disappeared at once. I physically saw whatever it was back out and leave my room. Mm. I don't know what that was about. And I just, I didn't even immediately jump up and run out of bed or, anything like that. I just sat there and I was like, huh, so that's what did it. So, so that's what it took. And, you know, I can't speak for anybody else's experiences or anything like that, but I really do feel like God was like, he gave me a choice or maybe he, you know, if you believe that all people that believe in him or that are his children have like a, you know, a, a, some sort of protection around him. I felt like maybe for a second, he just kind of turned his back and let me see, you know, what else is out there, you know, mm -hmm. and it terrified the crap out of me. And from then on, you know, it started with me saying prayers before I went to bed or whenever something good happened, even when something bad happened, you know, whenever I remember, because even now I'm still growing in my spiritual walk. I'm not perfect. I'm not like, a model Christian or anything. It's just, you know, my personal journey. And um, that led to me creating Surf Club. It's interesting okay. how that happened. Um, because I really feel like it filled a void in my life that had been there for so long. It was something that I created that I could pour into. And the result of what it was, was whatever I put into it. Something about it just seemed fair when the universe didn't seem fair. If that makes mm. sense. You know it does. I mean? Yeah. And that along with God, it just seemed like everything in my life kind of started coming to fruition the way that I had hoped it would years prior. And that was the turning point. Ever since then, I'm like, you know, I, I forget to pray some days and I forget to, you know, I'm not much of a, I won't say I'm not much of a, of a church guy. I'll go to church. I don't go like I should, though. I don't. But, you know, I'm very much so open to the word. and um, It does something for me. It really does. And I would encourage everybody to find their thing. You know, for me, it's Christianity. It's Jesus. Um, it's, it's belief in God. But I encourage everybody to find something that makes sense and makes their life make sense. Because that, along with something that you really care about, can really make all the difference. It can really pull you up out of the darkness. Day by day, though. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not a short journey. It's not going to be something that you realize, and all of a sudden, at least for me, that was like, Eureka, you know, this has been the answer. Now everything's going to be all right. It's still a journey. It's a journey every day, even now. But I'm not where it was. And you know, you know, one of the things that <clears throat> that I've uh, I've loved about you um, is that even in our conversations, um, you know, some of the things that that we speak about doesn't align doesn't align. Um, some things do hit home uh, when it comes to your spiritual walk and my spiritual walk and everything. But the fact that we can we can talk about our differences. Um, and even find nuances in our conversations of where our beliefs and our spiritual, our spiritual beliefs do line up, mm -hmm. you know, but one of the things, um, you know, those who follow the show know that my parents are pastors and, you know, that I grew up in the church since the day that I was born. Um, so church, I know. Uh, religion, I know, um, but one of the things that you know that 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 you had spoke on as far as your walk, mm -hmm. and 
too often times when someone else's walk doesn't look like ours, um, oftentimes we criticize and demonize them. Um, and I'm a firm believer that whatever beliefs, whatever belief system makes you a better person, a better human being, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. And so we can go through any one of the we can go through any belief system and and find where those uh, individuals have um, created some type of monstrosity uh, within those belief systems uh, for their personal gain. Mm-hmm. Um, we can find that in in any sector. Uh, one of the things um, that you had spoke on as far as um, your spiritual walk. Um, when, when, when you talked about as far as, um, you know, find, figuring out and finding out who God is for you. Um, oftentimes we do um, our perception of who God is. A lot of times it's not our personal experience or, or, or perception of, mm-hmm. of who the divine is. Um, oftentimes it's what someone else told us, what somebody else embedded us with. And then we take on those characteristics and we run with it. And then when it doesn't work out for us, in my personal experience, I've noticed that a lot of people, um, that is when they get in a place to where they, um, damn the creator, uh, so Mm -hmm. to speak. Um, I know when it comes to African spirituality, which has been demonized a lot, but one of the things that they believe in is that every breath that you breathe is a prayer to the divine. You know, so you had mentioned that some days you forget um, to pray, Mm -hmm. Um, but I understand that um, one's prayers don't look the same. Yeah. You know, and so um, now in what you believe, you found power in your belief. Yeah. Correct? Yes, I have. So let's, let's, if you don't mind, let's talk about that. Okay. Um, when I, when we say that I found power in my belief, it was like the difference between a ship that's being thrown every which way on the ocean during a storm mm-hmm. and a ship that's on that same ocean, but anchored. Okay. You know what I mean? I believe that there is power and not being blown any which way and just having a sense of where you fit into it because mm. you can't really, you can't really do anything if you don't have that. I mean, you can't, truly believe in anything that you're doing or know where you're going if you don't have that. So for me, that's what my belief system, my spiritual walk, uh, my journey, learning to be a better Christian every day, that's where it's taken me. Um, Somehow all of this stuff kind of fits together and makes sense in a way to where it's like, I know not all hope is lost. I've been there before. And I know things get better because they generally tend to when you see them through. And that's powerful to me. Not giving up is powerful. Trying again and again is powerful. Um, and I believe we really have to examine what power looks like. Cause I think for some people they're like, okay, power is being in control, but it's not really being in control so much as an understanding within yourself as to where you are, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or if not being able to come back to it, you know what I mean? If you do get lost as people tend to, sometimes it happens because life is crazy, being able to find your way back to, okay, now I know what I gotta do. I know how it is meant for me to get through this and what I'm gonna do to get through this. You know what I mean? That's powerful to me. I told y'all the young brother got a lot to say. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, I know that um, 
I know that in speaking with you, um, your 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 beliefs, um, what you believe, have helped you come a long way. Mm -hmm. um, as you had spoke on it earlier, as far as dealing with depression and, and anxiety, and there's a lot of people that that deal with depression and anxiety. Um, we know an anxiety um, is defined by having a height of uh, un unforeseen future, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and, and trying to, to make things happen. Um, I know in my journey personally, I shouldn't be here, um, as you had said about yourself earlier, you know, in dealing with different things. Um, it's hard to find something, something to believe in. Um, I think that when we, when we, when most people, when, and I want to say most, when a lot of people talk about belief, it's always something outside of themselves. Mm -hmm. But I'm a firm believer that you have the divine source, God, the creator, and then uh, according to the scriptures, if we were all made and created in his image and his likeness, therefore, we have divinity with inside of us. Now, as far as um, I'm, I'm always saying that your reality is a manifestation of who and what you are. Mm -hmm. So you can't manifest certain things if it's if it's not inside of you already, because um, what is it? Uh, Man, I can't even forget the I forget the scripture already. It was on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> um, oh man, I, I can't even think of it right now. So a man thinketh, so is he. That's the scripture. Um, so a man thinketh, so is he. And that is whatever you are is going to be manifested in the natural realm in order for you to deal with. It. And a lot of our fears oftentimes is manifested in a human form in order for us to uh, reconcile our fears. Um, you hear a lot of people uh, um, talk about what they're not going to deal with, um, what they're not going to put up with, and then all of a sudden it's manifested. And that very thing that they said that they wasn't going to deal or put up with, they have to deal and put up with it. Well, not put up with it, but they have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times um, I've had conversations with people before and, and, and I would love to hear your take on it. Uh, well, one thing um, that I, I say quite often is that when it, a lot of our beliefs, a lot of, a lot of our ideologies um, and a lot of our standards are normally or oftentimes fear and egotistical base. Mm -hmm. What was what's what is what is your outlook on that? That's a hundred percent fact, I think. Um, a lot of what a person will and won't take stems from hurt and fear and things that make them feel shaken inside. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. it had to, if we view ourselves as being like this rock, you can view pain and suffering as like something that's like chiseling away at it. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. in that process, you become, okay, well, I'm this way because of this. So therefore, I'm this way because of that. Therefore, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I think it manifests itself in the physical realm because we've all got a choice to make. And if you really want to be that person that you're saying that you want to be, those hurdles are going to manifest themselves in people, in situations around you, and you're going to be forced to make a choice. Either you're going to be the person that you want to be, a person of your word and saying, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to take, I'm going to do, or you're going to allow yourself like a ship with no anger to be blown every which way. You know, it's all it, all it is is, 
allowing allowing outside situations to change us for the worse, really. Mm-hmm. And all of that I will take and I won't take. If you really think about it, you'd be better off saying, hey, you know what? This is how I'll handle myself in this situation. This is how I'll handle it. That's how I'll handle it. doesn't really allow you to be malleable in this world for you to survive. You have to be. Not every situation is going to call for the same, you know, response. And you don't want to respond out of hurt. You know, <clears throat> responding out of hurt is going to get you nowhere. You're going to keep getting the same result. So I think that that's why those situations are presented to us as the universe saying, you know, you want change, you want, you know, something better to happen for you. You're reading all the books, you're drinking water every day, but if your actions don't match, you're going to get the same result. It all comes down to choice and the choice that you have to make, even if, you know, you're looking for a partner or a mate. You got to look within yourself before you're looking to change what about somebody else is going to make you more comfortable? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Less about something complimenting you and you controlling the situation. I believe. And that's hard to find. It's hard. Life is hard. <laughs> Everything is difficult. But if it was easy, what's the point of it? This is true. And the, the difficulty can be just, I mean, no, every, every gym is created from pressure. Mm-hmm. No gym is just presented as ah, you know, it, it went under, it underwent some type of pressure um, to get its form, to get its luster, um, to get its uh, durability, and and I, I think that um, oftentimes um, we want to we want to take the easy route, um, but one of the things that I know from personal experience, when there's greatness inside of you, there's no such thing as easy. It's, yeah. it's, it's easier, <laughs> but there's no such thing as easy. Um, and that's because in order for you, I think for in, in order for an individual to maintain a level of greatness, and I'm not talking about perfection, because I think oftentimes, um, in a lot of circumstances, we're looking for the perfect situation. And I don't mm-hmm. think there's ever a perfect situation. I, mm-hmm. think that the, I think that the situation is, is determined, just like you said, when it goes back to choice. Um, it is based on uh, your perspective. Um, and also, I think on the, the other aspect of things, it's the intention. Mm -hmm. Um, and oftentimes our intentions may not be well when, uh, uh, gifting something to someone or, or doing something for someone, our intentions is to manipulate the situation to get a particular outcome or a particular response from that person, you know, and then when they don't respond accordingly, then all of a sudden our feelings is hurt. But if you were giving with pure intentions, then your feelings wouldn't be hurt, regardless of, okay, if they didn't uh, um, appreciate your gesture, then okay, so be it, you know? And then if it does, uh, if it does make you feel some type of way, to me, the lesson is why, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Are you giving, um, I know we bastardized um, the phrase unconditional love. Um, and we, we've bastardized that the same way we've bastardized the, uh, the word God. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so what happens at times is because there's conditions around what we do for an individual or what we want for ourselves, um, there's conditions, there's, there's, there's egotistical aspects, there's fear-based aspects, um, and last week we we spoke on the show as far as narcissistic tendencies, mm-hmm. you know. And, and sometimes when we do things, 
you know, uh, as I said earlier, it's about getting a particular response to make us feel good. Yeah. You know, and then when they don't respond accordingly, oh, I just won't do that for you no more. Well, if it, if it was for them, it ain't got nothing to do with you. You know, but oftentimes in, in things, um, I know I have been a victim of that in the past. Um, and I continue to work on myself inwardly. And when, you know, when people respond accordingly, you know, I question myself. You know, what energy or what vibration did I give them, you know, that they responded to me as such? Now, if there was no reasoning behind it, and sometimes there isn't, okay, then that then that's a that's a them problem. That's not a me problem. Yeah. You know, and then I'm okay with just walking away and being fine with it. But nonetheless, I did this for you. I didn't do this for me. I did this for you. You know, and in relationships, um, I know I often hear, and I, 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 I you know, I want you to chime in. Um, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to the spiritual process of an individual, um, as well as their belief system, mm -hmm. I hear oftentimes people always want somebody who believes the way they believe or their spiritual process looks like their spiritual process. I see that as a fear-based problem. So, I mean, what, what are your thoughts concerning that? That's definitely a fear-based problem, which probably stems from some sort of trauma or something that you can trace back to some point in their life where it started, for sure. Because we're never really, and I think it's hard to view people and deal with people from a clean slate when life, if it really is that, you know, something that's been shaping you all this time, from your dealings with these people and those people to deal with this person and say, we're starting from scratch. I'm not bringing anything from what I've had to deal with before and you're not bringing anything from what you've had to deal with before. And especially like that unconditional love, it's hard to love unconditionally when you have not healed. Mm. It's mm. hard because you don't even really know how to it's hard to love when you don't really love yourself fully. It's hard. Mm. Because you're expecting that gift back to fill mm -hmm. something in you that should already be there. Mm. You know what I mean? Which really isn't that individuals, you know, whether you're talking about relationships like, you know, romantic relationships, friendships, business relationships, anything. You know, that that you can trace that back to some sort of form of something happened to you at some point, you know, somewhere along the line. Every time you deal with somebody in this situation comes about, which we talked about, you know, being presented with your your obstacles, things that you say you won't deal with. You can trace it all the way back. And now you didn't brought it here to this person. And every time it happens, you're right back in that moment again, instead of dealing with this person from a place of unconditional love. And I don't think people do it on purpose. I think we as a people, and I'm not even talking about just us being, you know, black men. I mean, people in general these days, we're bringing, we're bringing everything with us wherever we go. You know, <laughs> some of us have more baggage than others, but it's hard. And it all depends on where you are in your spiritual walk, because, you know, your spirituality has a lot to do with how you see yourself mentally it has a lot to do with how you feel physically when you get up in the morning. It's tied into everything. Mm -hmm. So if you're not whole, you can't look to be made whole from somebody else. Mm -hmm. they, they can compliment you. Sure. They can fit you in areas where, you know, if we've been carved this way or that way, they can fit you in areas to where, you know, you know, I'm not really this kind of way, but she is, or, but they are. And that's why we work but you're always going to be looking back or looking for that return every time you do something or every time you give unless you really deal with yourself first 
And it took until we had that conversation for me to realize <laughs> I do that sometimes, not intentionally. And that's something that I have to work on because whatever it is that I've dealt with in my past is no one's fault. Mm-hmm. It's something that we've all got to get better at. And I think that's, if there ever was a purpose to this whole life thing, man, that's it. Mm-hmm. It's being taken as far away from yourself as you can and finding your way back someday mm-hmm. to where you're like, okay, I love me again. And being able to really give out unconditional love and being able to, to move from a place of unconditional love. That's for some of us, it's going to take a lifetime to get there. Unfortunately. And I believe that for some of us, it may take multiple lifetimes to get there. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and I, and I love man, how you, how you just broke that down, you know, and, and I think, I think that throughout throughout my continual studies and research, it seems as if unconditional love is the highest form of divinity and the highest form of consciousness. Um, I think that when we give um, with an expectation of reciprocity, I personally think that that is a lower consciousness level um but when you give freely and i'm and i'm not saying give freely to the point of where individuals are manipulating you and the situation but give without any expectation of reciprocity um and in in some areas and forms of our lives we're all working on that um it takes uh, um a mature individual spiritually in my opinion to see that and see the areas that need to be worked on within themselves and and work on that um it's it's hard man like you said life is hard um but i think life life is the one lesson that we'll never graduate from. Yeah. I completely agree. But the journey but, is what's most important though. It's the journey. Yes. It's never over, <laughs> but it's, it's, it was designed to be that way. People hate when I say that. <laughs> Enjoy the process. It's not yeah. the destination that's important, it's the process. You know, that's because- fact, though. The process teaches you things about yourself that you may not realize that was in you. Because we know that when we when we go over to science, science has taught us that everything, every experience from our ancestors is written on our DNA. So let me turn it off. Um, is written on our DNA. So the experiences we've gone through, um, me and you spoke uh, Friday, you know, and one of the things that I had mentioned to you is that knowing a lot of the experiences that my ancestors had to deal with, um, I was the one to break the generational curse, you know, in order for my children um, to have a clean slate and that they're able to uh, choose on their own and go through their spiritual process um, with the guidance of me, but not as far as, you know, me being there and giving them uh, encouragement and wisdom, but not trying to control them or make them into individuals that I want them to be. And I think a lot of times I'm, I, I'm a, a, a victim, not a victim, but I'm guilty of it myself. Uh, when my son was born, I've always, um, when he was born, I was trying to uh, make him into something that he wasn't because he came here with his own divine life force, you know, and I think parents sometimes snuff out our children's life force to try to 
get them to be something that they didn't come here to be. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times their journey is longer than it should be to connect to the divine because we as parents disrupt that connection. Yeah. <laughs> I can attest to that. I'm I'm a product of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm a product of that. Man. If you don't mind, oh. can I speak on this really quickly? Cause Go ahead. you touched on something that's man, this is important. For for as long as I can remember, I wanted to be a creative. And my father was a creative until it didn't work for him anymore. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, he I wanna say how 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 should I say this? He was diagnosed with MS and it came out of nowhere. He was working at a job, he was working at for maybe 20 years and um this is when i was like 12 or 13 and he was a creative but he no longer could use his hands really to fund the creative activity so he went back to school he became a therapist and so then he felt like i should also be a therapist Mm. but from the beginning of for as long as I can remember if you put a pen in my hand and you give me some paper it's something's gonna happen either I'm drawing something a story I want to say like my first story I wrote when I was like three or four um but I was always my whole life steered toward you know especially at that point after I say probably since about 13 I was steered towards something that you know well if you can't use your hands anymore you know this is what happened to me I always wanted to be a creative and I never had, it took me really getting broken all the way down to find my way back to it. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people that's happened to where they wanted to do something or it was something that they just naturally took to like a fish to water and their parents are like, yeah, but this is what we really feel like you should do. Or this is what we're going to pay for you to do. So excel at this so that, you know, you can be a good son or a good daughter, <laughs> make us proud. And, you know, like, I think parents providing their children with a choice to do either this or that or this or that or whatever you want to do and provide them with options is like the best thing they can do for them. You can say, hey, you know, this is what I'm doing. This is my life's work. You can have this if you want it. It's here if you want it. If you want to do something else, too, I'll support that. But just don't be one of those that doesn't that never makes that choice (laughs) you know what i mean and i feel like that's the best advice you could give to a child my child's only two so at this point we don't know which way he's you know where he's going anyway but i will be sure to tell him and i've learned this especially from having those conversations with you um which were extremely 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 insightful and helpful again thank you but so long as you make a choice and it is something that you're comfortable with so long as it's something that you're passionate about, I think as a parent, the best thing you can do is get behind that ship and let it ride. Just give them all the support they need. Yeah, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, and, and, and just like you, um, in my younger years, um, my parents didn't know what to do with me um, because I was, you know, a a creative as well. Um, I was in theater um, in my young year, younger years, you know, and I fell in love with it. You know, the the acting, the uh, the remembrance of lines and everything. It was it was a challenge for me, but it was something that I was passionate about, um, as well as writing as well. Um, And the error that my parents came from. Um, you know, it was hard times for them, you know, uh, 60s and 70s. Um, so my father raised us that if a man don't work, he don't eat, you know. So eventually, because that was my mindset, I had my first paying job at 15 years old. I used to work for CMHA um, housing here in Cleveland uh, when the corporate office was on West 25th. 
Um, mm -hmm. I was in there filing paperwork and everything at the age of 15 because that was embedded in me. If a man don't work, he don't eat. So mm -hmm. everything that was artistic, I left behind, you know, but there was always something missing. There was always something missing inside of me, you know, and, you know, even when I was part of, um, when I was a Christian, um, when I practiced Christianity, um, there was a drama ministry and I fell in love with, it, you know what I'm saying? And it got to the point where the, the drama minister, she asked me to help her write one of the last plays that, you know, we ended up putting on. And that has always been my passion, you know, and even in high school, in English class, um, because like I said, there, I felt that there was something missing inside of me. So because I wasn't able to do that, I became angry, you know? Mm -hmm. And so my English teacher, she saw the gift and her comment to me was that you're gifted, but with your attitude, either you're gonna be dead or locked up for life by the age of 18. I was 16 at the time. Mm, you know, terrible. so, yeah, you know, so I, I took that, you know, and I ran with it, you know, and I, I just said the hell with it, you know, and, and, and I threw it all aside, you know, and even to this day, it's funny, because whenever I put pen to pad, you know what I'm saying, it, it, I zone out, you know, but now it's, you know, fingers to the computer keys, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, but the love and the passion that I have, even for reading and, and just anything that's going to challenge my mind. You know, I, I, I think that if I would have had it easy as some others have, um, I think I would be lost. But as you mentioned earlier, sometimes we go so far from ourselves just to find ourselves, just to find our way back. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, I don't know if you realize or understand how how profound that was. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I think a lot of times when we get when individuals get lost, um, as you said earlier, you felt that there was no way back. You know, and my question was, how do I get back? You know, that was that was my question and it took me from walking away from every, well, not everything, but a lot of what I was raised to believe um, in order to study and research my, myself to find out what I believe for me, you know, because what I was raised in, um, it personally didn't work for me. I didn't believe in that wholeheartedly, you know, so for me, it was you know, uh, uh, finding out who I am, who, who my divine self and, you know, doing the shadow work um, and, and and becoming whole. And I don't know if people realize that in order for you to become whole, you have to, it's imperative that you learn, that you know, that you accept, then deal with your lower conscious self. You know, because I, th I think that we just want to be um, that great individual. Oh, I'm so giving. I'm so nice. You know, I hear people all the time when a relationship doesn't work. Oh, I was too nice. No, you can never be too nice. You was probably passive aggressive. Or there was some other thing that you needed to work on that you didn't work on. And it came out in your relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's always something that to, for us to be worked on within ourselves. And I, I think one of the most, one of the most important things that we don't do enough of is to be open and honest with individuals that we know have our best interest at heart, you know, and, and it, that, that takes work, you know, that takes work. Um, and I think that's probably some of the most difficult inner work to do. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. That's anxiety inducing. Just having those conversations right before it's time to have them. It's like it's easier to talk yourself out of them yeah. than it is to actually have them. Yeah. 
but you feel so much better after carrying around those those secret thoughts and those you know i really feel this way but i don't want to carry that around life gets heavy Mm-hmm. That's that. That's that thing that makes you not want to get out of bed in the morning. That's one of them. One of the most prevalent. You know, you have to go through this whole next day as somebody who you're not. Mm-hmm. That's hard. You can never, or too anxious, or too scared, or too whatever, to mm-hmm. admit and be honest with those around you because you might not like the response you get. Which again <laughs> goes back to what you were saying before. You know. That's that just means that there's work to be done. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. And you know, um just you know, um wrapping up, you know, wrapping up. Um, you know, and I wanna get your final thoughts as well. Um I think one of the things that we have to stop doing collectively is demonizing someone else's spiritual walk because it doesn't look like ours or demonizing someone's spiritual process because um, they won't allow us to manipulate or control them um, and be or do who we want them to be and the things that we want them to do. Um, I think collectively, um, when it comes to someone's beliefs, a lot of times their beliefs may be wrapped up in some type of fear. Um, as you said, um, some type of anxiety, some type of depression. Um, so you don't know. That belief is maybe the only thing that's keeping them to hang on. Mm-hmm. You know, and so unless, and you know, for me, unless it's an, um, an open conversation, um, with those that I speak with, when we talk about beliefs and spirituality, I, cha- I challenge uh, their beliefs and spirituality, but I never damn what they believe or um, their, their, their walk, their process. Because we all have, we're all at a different stage in our process. Um, And I mean, it goes back to um, the scripture that I spoke. So a man thinketh, so is he. Um, The Kabbalion Kabbalion says that all is mental and all is mind, which means the same thing, it's just worded differently. Um, Who you are, is what you're gonna manifest. So if you're not manifesting things that you desire, I ask the question first, ask why do you want those things? Is it because someone told you that this is the, the, the benchmark for success or this is the benchmark of you doing well, you know, or whatever the case may be. You know, if it's something that is prevalent to you, um, then, you know, just question why, you know, do I want this to protect my fears or do I want this to protect my ego? Um, because you may not want others to challenge you. Um, a lot of times those who are a divine connection with us is those who's going to challenge us the most and the hardest, you know? And, and so, just, I mean, you know, go ahead, good brother, and, you know, uh, give your final thoughts, and then I'm going to uh, uh, wrap it up. Okay. Um, I totally agree. And if you think about it, when you ask certain people about certain things and certain things that they're looking for in their lives, you know, you can always trace it back to, well, you know, they'll say, well, this is what everybody's doing right now, or this is what you're supposed to like, or this is what I'm supposed to be. They keep saying what's supposed to happen, or how things are supposed to be, and they don't let them be beautiful on their own. Um, which is something that I've come to kind of understand and not really understand in other folks. is like, 
you have to there's something beautiful about a person who reveals himself to you a hundred percent true this is who i am you know judge me not judge me and i think if we stop looking for so much so what you're not going to take from people and you really just stop and listen sometimes the outcome is better than what you ever could have hoped it could be but you got to let it be that and a lot of times people don't when you get to talking about what things are supposed to be what they're supposed to look like it's like do you really even like what it is that you think something is supposed to be or do you like the presentation of it you know what i mean a lot of people fall in love with the presentation of certain said thing because it's like you know this is what you know you've been taught and conditioned your whole life to think instead of really doing the work doing the legwork and going and figuring out on your own what makes the most sense Mm -hmm. and letting relationships on their own develop into something beautiful rather than a few months or a few years of y'all trying to control each other Mm -hmm. which isn't fun for anybody people (laughs) that's that's why the biggest part for surf club for me is the surf part you got to be able to to learn to let things flow and let things be what they are you got to learn to let go um if you ever watch a surfer on a surfboard they're not tense they don't you know what i mean they kind of ride the wave and they let it take them wherever it's going to take them but to ride on top of it if you think about it, it takes so much grace so much skill so much you know much like being brave in real life much like being uh, true in real life and how beautiful that is i've mm-hmm. always found it beautiful for for somebody to completely live in their truth and not care about what anybody thinks and you'd be surprised that to find that the people around them respect them for it and i think <laughs> that for anybody out there listening man you want people to respect you at the end of the day you don't want people to necessarily like what you're doing or like you or like being around you because that's what they feel like they're supposed to like you want it to be genuine and the only way to get that is to be true is to be is to let things flow let them be what they are you know and don't condemn people because they're different than you see where you where you see where the common ground is go from there and i think a lot of people will be surprised at where things end up i've been friends with people who i've been like we didn't have nothing in common. Well, at least I thought at first, but people I'm still friends with. Yeah, we're we're very different, but in our differences, we found common ground. And I think that's important. We got to stop trying to control people, man. And there's enough of that. Got to let things flow. Y'all heard him. Y'all heard him. Be fluid. <laughs> Be fluid like water and ride the wave. Um, Good brother, where can they follow you at? Um, I can be found on both Instagram and Facebook under Megadon. Actually, on on Facebook, I'm Megadon, M-E-G-A-D-O-N. And on Facebook, I'm Megadon, or Instagram, rather, excuse me. (laughs) I'm Megadon216. I'm also Surf Club 216 on Instagram. And We Are The Wave 216 on Instagram. where can, also, they, please, where can they get your shirt? Oh, my shirts. Ah, gotcha. Yes. Um, just message me through DM or uh, Facebook Messenger, anything like that. We can go from there. I don't, I don't have a formal website set up yet, but okay. um, that's coming. That's coming soon. Y'all see, I got mine. Yeah. Y'all see. <laughs> Much respect again for that, my brother. Thank you. Bruh, man. When when brothers is doing good things and making moves, man, I respect that. You know what I'm saying? And and, and I'm there to support. You know, um, anybody that know me, you know, I'm always looking for people, you know, brothers and sisters to support, man, uh, mm-hmm. any way that I can. Um, so before we close out, once again, Aries Owens, Hear me out. Go Copper Book. Follow her here on Facebook. Go over to her IG. Follow her as well. Uh, the paintings in the back. My auntie Kim did them. Um, so hit her up here on Facebook. She ain't got no IG. She don't even know what that is. But follow her here on Facebook um, at Kim Black. Um, that is her handle name. 
and she she puts up some of her paintings throughout the week. Um, I know I keep saying that I'm gonna put the pictures that I, I I've taken of hers, but I just I keep forgetting. Um, Stacy, um, you need to remind me. Um, Stacy's my um, she 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 keeps me keeps me grounded sometimes, not all the time, sometimes. But she keeps me accountable for what I say. That's why I always pull her out. Um, so the paintings, the book, Megadon t-shirts, uh, Surf Club, uh, go holla at him. Um, and until next week, I appreciate everybody for stopping in. Um, everyone who support the show. Also, if um, the audio will be available Wednesday on anchor.fm. You can go to Spotify. You can go to Apple Podcasts. You can go to Google Podcasts. Um, and once the audio become available, I'll put it up. I'll tag Megadon216 and I'll post it on social media. But until next week, appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Deuces. <laughs>